Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Nicole Sylvester and you are listening to Evolving. Today is a very special day in my heart and really it's meaningful in so many ways, but today is the eighth anniversary of starting my business and not just starting my business, but coming out. You know, for those of you that haven't been here for eight years, which for those of you that have, hey, you've been here for a while, but you know, my business has changed shape so much. The way that I speak and share, the way that I create content, it's evolved, right? And that's that's what we do. We're here to evolve. Hello, the name of my podcast. But the, there's some things that have remained true and there's some themes and there's some situations that I want to bring up and share with you today. You know, there's all of these statistics about your business lasting for two years and businesses lasting for five years. And what is it that really makes a business have that longevity? What is it that's there? I want to share some of my lessons that have helped me create a business that has not only generated millions of dollars in revenue, reached thousands and thousands of people through my free content, my workshops, my books, my podcast, uh, through my coaching services, like there's been this big ripple of impact and I'm grateful for all of it, but I want to tell you, it has not been easy. (laughs) And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some of those things that give us that lasting power. So, you know, today I woke up and I was like, oh my God, it's October 1st. Number one, I'm excited because I personally am like feeling like I am feeling the fall energy. You know, I'm ready to pull out the decoration today, decorate my space, get it ready for Halloween. I can feel the fall in the air and it makes me feel nostalgic. And I um, am thinking about Pennsylvania and, you know, heading back there and like visiting with family and just really having a fall moment because where I live, it, it doesn't really show fall. You know, not like I had it growing up in the suburbs of Philadelphia and Northeast um, United States. So today I'm driving home. I took Chanel to work. She goes to work really early in the morning. I stop, I get Starbucks. I have, you know, my coffee. My order at Starbucks is a blonde roast with a side of um, oat milk. So it is, it's not like one of these crazy special (laughs) drinks, but you know, I go for my light roast and as I'm driving home, I'm just like, oh my gosh, today is October 1st and I want to sit at home. I want to go to my desk. I want to have a coffee and I want to drop in with my podcast community and share these lessons. So whether it fuels you, feeds you, inspires you for your own journey, or just maybe it's an insight of, you know, what it has taken, even though I could never give you that in this short little podcast episode, but just some insights of what I feel like the lessons and the things that has been so important to keep my business going over the years, even when I've wanted to quit, even when I thought, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Even if I'm like, oh my God, I feel heartbroken by how this situation played out. Like there's those times. So let's jump in, shall we? So the first thing I want to say is that it's so important to remember why you started. There's been so many times where I had to go back to why I started because over the years, I have noticed where I get caught up with external things and I'm like, 
yeah, but I haven't hit this number and this person's been doing it this long and look at where they are and I've invested this much and I'm not seeing this level of result yet. It's like this internal constant comparison and wanting to keep a pace or to keep up. And it's just natural. Like I remember one of my um, teachers when I was going for a meditation teacher training, he said, your mind is a measuring tool. It's constantly comparing and measuring constantly. That's what it's designed to do. It's like, how far away is this? Where are you in comparison to that? We're constantly doing that, whether we choose to or not, it's the way that we're designed. So we have to be intentional and be mindful about where we're comparing and how it makes us feel and what it's meaning for us, the meaning that we're giving it. So when I've gotten caught up, like only this many people are a part of my program or I haven't been able to hit this threshold yet or I should be making more money by now. Even while I was having really excellent numbers and excellent results and I was living a great life, I would still do that. And I had to just pump the brakes on myself many, many times and say, let's remember why we've started. Why did I start? What was the reason I came out in the first place? What was the reason why I set out on this mission in the first place? All this other stuff is meaningless bullshit. Just stop <laughs> having these really important conversations with myself. It had it has grounded me again and again and again. So you got to remember why you started. And one thing that I didn't put here, but that still kind of flows with this is knowing your essence of leadership. I'm actually doing a free workshop and I'm going to drop in and teach on this. I'm about to announce it this week, so stay tuned for it. But it's really about accessing and expressing that one-of-a-kind essence of leadership because it's so important. So in all these times where I would get caught up like, well, yeah, we have a similar business and they're further along. Meanwhile, I'm not looking at all the people that are similar business and not further along, but it was just like this this unconscious kind of getting caught up in this BS. I would then have to come back to, to also what is my true essence of leadership and how do I want to lead and what's really important to me? It's just, I have these conversations with myself and this is, I think also what makes me a really great coach is that I know the things to say to help us cut through the bullshit of our, the noise, you know? So it's just remembering. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you're doing, when you come up against challenges, when you come up against comparison, when you come up against like, I should be further along by this time, remember why you started. And also when things are do- going really great and you're having those moments of blissful breakthroughs and you're like, oh my God, this has gone better than I ever imagined it. I can't believe I'm making this much money. I can't believe I have this thing happening. I can't believe I just got that download. Remember why you started. It's like you're, you know, the light that leads you. So moving on to the next lesson. And by the way, these are not in any personal kind of order. It's just the lessons that came through when I sat with this. So number two is success is a personal truth. Hmm, this is a big one. When I say, hmm, it's because, again, it's one of those things where I've had to come back to it again and again and again. It's like you leave home, you go on a wilderness hike, you're, you know, out 
there for days. You're hiking, you're tired, you're hungry. You've been out in the wilderness for too long. You got lost in all the bullshit for too long. You have to come back and remember. Remember what success means to you because otherwise you will be chasing the things that aren't even that important to you. And you'll give things more meaning than they actually hold for you at a soul level. So success is a personal truth. And we have to be honest with ourselves. This isn't about settling. Because when you settle, there's an energy and essence to that. And there's a feeling to that. And you want to just get to know like when you're settling because you think you can't have something. When you're settling because you think you're not good enough. There's a feeling tone to that. So you have to have the discernment and get to know that. But there's also a feeling tone and an energy to chasing success that is something that you think you should have. Something that you think is just like what's going to make you better as a human or more valuable or more worthy. You know, it's interesting because I have absolutely, again, gotten caught up in that. I mean, I've been doing this for eight years and I just want to be really honest with you all because the thing is for me is I don't feel the need to present myself a certain way at this stage of my life. (laughs) Like I'm just going to share because the thing is, is like the reason why I started going back to lesson one is because I know how important it is for us as humans to share our true medicine with each other, our voice, our message, our story, our ups and our downs. Like there's medicine in that. And I really want to share that with you through these lessons What I have learned is that at times I'm thinking that I was successful and I'm feeling successful and then I'll see someone else that is doing 10x on their financials or they're getting, you know, a thousand more people in their programs and they're doing all these things or I'll see one of my clients go and sign up with someone else and I'll be like, hmm, what's going on over there, you know, and it's really important to remember what success means to you. Super important. Because when I got clear on what success means to me, I found myself chasing it on a path to go after a certain level of success. Meanwhile, other things that were very important to me were struggling because of that, suffering, being compromised because of that. And there's been different phases and seasons, you know, as I've been in the coaching industry for eight years now, that in the beginning, I feel like at least my perception when I first jumped into this world, it was people wanted to have freedom, like get out of your nine to five job. People wanted to be inspired, feel motivated and live the laptop lifestyle. That was like a big thing when I first got into this world. And I remember feeling like, well, I don't have much of a laptop lifestyle to demonstrate to anyone because I'm poor. (laughs) Like I was literally, you know, struggling like a big, it was a big deal for me to have a Starbucks and to go and write my book at Starbucks. And the thing is, I didn't come into this, this industry, like I'm rich. I have money. Hell no. What I was like is I understand what it's like to get out of suffering that makes you feel miserable. I understand what it's like to overcome and unplug yourself from situations that are soul-sucking. That's what I taught. 
it was that. And eventually that me owning that and stepping into that and saying, I'm here to help people and literally showing up every single day for three years. I did a Facebook live every single day, just teaching for free, giving value. Some of them are 10 minutes. Some of them are 40 minutes. That is how devoted I was to this. So very quickly, my financial reality shifted. But the thing is, I had to come back to what success means to me many times. And as, you know, in the beginning, it was this laptop lifestyle and that's what people wanted. And soon I did have a laptop lifestyle, but then later, you know, it became about the money and that that's still very present. But there was one moment that I can remember where I think, you know, it's kind of like when there's an action and you see something something's demonstrated you don't even realize that you subscribe to it but you you do because you think that it must mean something there's a moment where a client that I really love we had really great results together and she's she's a really amazing human I still love her to this day even though I don't talk to her much um you know we'll comment on each other's things on social media have a lot of love for her but she left one of my masterminds And I saw that she went on to Facebook and said, who can teach me how to make $50,000 a month? (laughs) And I was just like, is that, is that what we're doing? Like, you've just, you've just taken your income to this level. You're making all this money. You trust yourself. Like there's all of these good things that are happening. You're just like, I need someone to make me $50,000 a month. And I was just like, it was like, I started noticing this everywhere that people were just like, who can teach me how to do this? And I was also doing it. I, I was like then doing it myself. So I feel like it went from laptop lifestyle and like freedom and leave your nine to five to over the years, it turned into this like, who can teach me how to make this much? And I also had clients coming to me that were like, I, I need you to help me make $20,000. Like that was like their main goal. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing that we miss out on is when that arbitrary, superficial thing is happening, we can forget what it really takes to unlock that within ourselves. And that we can be very external focused and not really getting to the root of what's there. So when I had to define what success means for me over the last year, even more than the last year, it was like chopping through the weeds of all this bullshit and remembering that success to me is all of these foundational root things. And yes, money is part of it, but it's not money over everything. It's all of this foundation must be there for me to build something that's sustainable. So Success has to be a personal truth, regardless of what's going on out there in the world. It has to be something that you are dropping into, getting clear on, and letting it be the way that you lead yourself. So what does success mean to you? And now let's move on. Next lesson, being you is literally the magnet. So there have been times on this journey where I was evolving, changing in those moments of redefining myself. And in those times, I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to teach. I don't know what I'm meant to share. Like the old doesn't resonate anymore, but I'm not quite clear on where I'm going. But I just know that 
I meant to lead, to serve, to be a voice. And in those times, I've always come back to just be yourself. Just be yourself. Share what is true. Share what feels present. It's literally the magnet. And when I tune into people that have attracted me, when I say like attracted, like I'm called to what they're sharing. I I enjoy what they're putting out into the world. I feel like there's just something about them. It's not that they're the most special people, but there's this feeling of like, they're just being themselves. They're owning it. And I don't know why we as humans make this so hard. And I mean, there's really a bunch tied in here. Like it's a whole other podcast, but you know, we have that tribal desire and need to belong, to not be exiled, to be loved and accepted. And in that need for belonging, it's an unconscious thing. Like unconsciously we're protecting ourselves. So there can be a fear about just like coming out and being like, this is who I am. And I get it. Like I get it. I've moved through my layers with this, but there's this thing that I always remember. And I think this is why I love teaching people how to like really embrace who they are, own their voice and like unleash themselves in this way is because the reality is it's no sort of marketing system. There's no special kind of content. It doesn't matter if you're on Instagram or on or on TikTok. Like it doesn't matter if you are not willing to allow yourself to be seen. Like really really allowing yourself to be seen, to be heard and to know that who you really are at your core, like your challenges, your perceived failures, your flaws, your beauty, your skill set, all of these things, your one-of-a-kind unique voice, they are you. Authenticity is the the magnet. And authenticity is truly our abundance. So it sometimes might be like, well, who am I really? And what do I really want to say? I mean, I've literally felt that because I'll be going through like all the stages of awakening and rebirth. <laughs> but the reality is that when we're willing to show up from our heart, and just be like, I'm not going to share this because I think this person's going to like it. It's like, I'm going to share this because I feel like there's something I need to weave into the collective here. There's something I want to put out as an offering. This is an offering from my heart to the hearts that feel called to this. It's a different way of operating versus like, what do I need to say to be popular? What do I need to say to get out there and, and get the likes? What do I need to say to do all these things? And it's like, not coming from that place. Because what I found with a lot of women is that like, A, that's not sustainable. If you're creating things because it needs to be liked by many, if you're creating things because you need someone to buy because of that, or you're done, or you're going to totally back off, then this probably isn't for you. Or at least it's not for you at this version of you. There's still some shedding and releasing because The reason why, I'll say it for me, and if I look at a lot of my peers that have really made it and they've had the longevity, it's this like knowing that you just have stuff to share because you care. You're creating because like this is who you are. Like you know that you have a voice and things that need to get out into the world. And like you're going to do it until there's a result because you're doing it anyway. So that's my take on that. The next lesson is, Fail forward, right? The thing is, is that we're all going to have things that don't work out. 
and also things that don't work out right away. Like there's some things that are meant to work, but there's a gestation period. So there's going to be a time where you have to be okay with just being with it. And then there's times where things are just going to flat out fail, like just fail. Like it's not going to go the way you thought it would go. We have some sort of attachment or hooked into how we think it should be. The ego is totally involved here. (laughs) And in those moments, it can mean more than it really means. We can make it bigger than it really means in our head. We can make it mean something about us. We can make it mean something about our worth, about our future. And the reality is that it's just for me, it's like allowing myself to feel all the things and then failing forward means looking for the lesson, asking like, what do I need to carry with me from this experience that will make me better in the future? Right now, like at this stage, I'm so much better at just testing things out. And you're going to hear from Brie, who is a guest on the podcast. We recorded our episode together and she talks about how manifesting generators and generators, which I'm a generator, we're meant to just try things out, to test things out. I'll give you an example. You know, so many people have reached out to me about the Bali retreat. Like, I mean, there's probably seven women that are like, I'm going to be a last minute sign up for the Bali retreat. And I'm thinking, I want all of you to come. I love all of you so much. There are women that I know, but there's only like four spots left. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to host a Tulum retreat because I would love to play on 11-11. Now, I was so excited. I'm talking to the chef. I'm talking to the people that own the villa. I'm emailing. I'm making a like a sample itinerary. I am jazzed up about it. In fact, I'm texting my friend Annabelle, and she's like, I love how excited you are for this. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I put it out, and the price was, to me, the price was low. But I was like, I just, I want this thing to just sell we're going to do it. It's happening super soon. Like let's put it out in the world. I put it out. Crickets, crickets. I send it to people that I would love to be there. Some of the women that are like, I want to go to Bali. And mind you, I want them to go to Bali, but I'm just putting this out there of like, Hey, well, here's this opportunity. And they're like, all of them straight up were like, no, I want to go to Bali. (laughs) And I love that for them because they literally like, they know what they want, you know? So I I can't do anything but have like a moment of, you know what? I get that. So I'm thinking all of these women, like there's a whole bunch of women that couldn't make it to Bali for all different reasons. Flight prices, flight length, being uncomfortable traveling that long, all these things. And I'm like, let's have this retreat. But no one signed up. So at this point I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to put money down and pay for all these things and then be stressed and rushing and forcing and, and just promoting this thing down into the wire and stressing myself out. Like, no, like you tested it out. You put it out into the world. This is me talking to me in the you, (laughs) but it's like, I put the thing out there. I give it a go. And if it's not a bunch of people like, yes, 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 yes. I want to be there. Then I'm okay with thinking like, okay, well, you know what? There's a desire on my heart for this. And here's the failing forward part. I tried that out. I'm, I'm happy that I tried that out. I have a connection now with the chef. I have a connection with the villa. Maybe I'll do it in the future. 
But what do I know to be even more true? That for myself, I know that moving into the new year, I have a desire to circle up with a committed community and travel, just like I did in my masterminds, and to really be in that sisterhood. So I'm going to take this lesson and that joy and that excitement and that bliss that I felt from envisioning this retreat. I'm already just stoked about, you know, Bali. Bali's almost sold out though. Um, But let me take that information, that data, and let me bring it forward with me as I move into the new year and think about my highest joy for creation. Like, what do I want to create that is this sense of, you know, this togetherness, this connection, this sisterhood, this play, this adventure, this expansion, this growth. How can I bring that forward with me? And I've gotten so much better at that because here's what I know from my many years ago. If it were me four years ago, I would put all of those things on a credit card. I would market it and not to say that it wouldn't fill up, but I would be stressed And when I say stressed, because some people might be like, well, yeah, but if you have faith, then you just know. Yeah, I have faith, but also I know my nervous system and I know that it would sell, but I would have to put so much energy into holding that. And in this short period of time, I'm good. I don't do anything like that anymore. Everything I do is spacious. So that was like that that lesson for me where I'm like, oh, I can let this go. Evolution, okay? So for me, I am okay with that. Now, here's another thing that is not on the list, but that's really important is do business your one-of-a-kind way. Because I think that's one thing that has really allowed my business to stay successful and to not only that, to last and to have repeat clients. I have so many clients that have been working with me for seven years. I don't say eight years because in the first year of my business, not much was happening. (laughs) I actually have a few people that still show up that like will come to my things that will send me messages every once in a while. Like I like that episode or I love that meditation. And, um, I am so grateful for that. Like I, I recognize the power of that and I have so much love for them and, and the process that we've had together. But it was really like year two where things started really shifting for me. So let's get back to this list and move on. I hope you all are enjoying this. I'm not holding anything back. I'm just sharing this stuff with you. So next, vision. Ooh, this is big. So there's that quote or, you know, the Bible verse, Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Well, let me tell you about what I've learned with business and vision. There have been times where my vision was hazy, completely dark. Like when I say it's completely dark, like I'm just like, I don't know. I can't tap into the vision. I can't tap into what's next. Usually in those kind of periods, I'm going through some sort of rebirth or redefining a big process where something new is emerging. And I understand that out there in the business world, there's people that have done the same course and they've they've launched it for 10 years and that's their business. They've been launching the same course for six years and that's their business. They do the same program and that's their business. Me personally, I have tried that and I have wanted that to be the case because that just seemed so much simpler. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it seems simpler. It's like you have this thing, you know it works and you just keep refining it. But for me, the way that my soul works and the way that I have been called to create is 
more fluid and also it's ever evolving and it's just the way it is. So I've stopped fighting it. But what I know about vision is we have to hold a vision. So you have to have a vision of something that makes it important, that makes it valuable, that makes it worthy for you to keep going. So, you know, in the beginning where I wasn't making any money, there was no evidence that this thing would ever work. People were like, you need to be responsible and get a real job. You have a daughter, like get it together. You know, at the time my daughter was 10 and we have had many rough patches. For those of you that have read my memoir, you know, I come from this background of just not great things. And people saw me doing this and they're like, this, this seems like a pipe dream. Like, what are you doing? This is like people that had no experience with online business or coaching or the motivational, inspirational world, that was their take. And I just kept trucking along because I had a vision. I had a vision of people that were just like me that needed someone to remind them, that were inspired, that they took the gems, the wisdom, the the little truths, the mini pep talks, and that just kept them going. How do I know that? Because I was that person too. There's times where we lose our own faith. There's times where we forget. There's times where we feel beaten down by life. There's times where we feel like we can't see our way out of the same shitty pattern or we can't understand why we keep choosing the things that hurt us and that we told ourselves we wouldn't choose anymore. I've been there. So for me, I had a vision of those people, those humans on the other side of the screen and that I had the power the purpose, the vision, the heart to show up and to share something that could be like medicine for them. It could be like taking your vitamin. It could be like, you know what? That was my sip of water. I was freaking parched. And what I know, and this is something I just know to be true for us, is that each and every one of us has a voice that is going to reach the right people. And this comes back to your authenticity. Because I have listened to things where I'm just like, I don't resonate with this person. The message could be great. Like what it says the book is about could be great. What people told me they liked about the podcast could be great. But if I can't get down with the voice or the person's perspective or their background and like I just feel like it doesn't resonate or relate, then I'm out. And it's not because of a judgment. It's because of resonance. And what I've learned is that There's people that are like that with me. They're just like, Nicole is just the way she speaks, the things she's gone through, the way she sees life, the way she does blah, blah, blah. It resonates. And then there's people that are like, I can't stand Nicole. (laughs) Like, you know, this is just reality. So we have to understand that there's just so much power in this, but we have to hold a vision that can take us through what seems like temporary defeat And also we have to have a vision that is like, this fuels me. So when I am disconnected from vision and desire, I I don't perform as well. I don't feel as connected to my work. I don't feel as called to do the things. And I just went through a period of this where it's like, oh, that old vision, those old goals, that doesn't fuel me the way it once did. I have to tap in and ask, what does spirit want from me now? 
What is life having me do now? What does it look like for me to hold a vision now? And the new vision has become clearer and I'm beginning to feel the language of it. And the desires are beginning to, I wouldn't even say they're beginning. My desires have been there, which is like, wow, there's a different desire. There's a different value. So this is just part of the process, but you have to have a vision. So maybe you went after a thing and you had a vision, but as soon as it didn't work, you just let the vision crumble. You have to hold a vision. And this really brings me into the next, the next lesson. You don't do it alone. My friends, I don't personally believe that you need to be having a coach, be in a mastermind, have a therapist, have a healer, have all these people that are working with you all the time. I do not. But here's what I do believe. I do believe that you are going to be guided to the right person, the right situation, the right group, the right institution, the right book, the right retreat at the time where it's right for you. And that's where we have that that discernment. And I understand there's different trains of thoughts. One of my closest friends, like she always, she's like, I always, I just feel safe. I feel better when I have a therapist, a coach, and I'm in a mastermind. She's been a part of having these things. She's in actually two masterminds, two masterminds, a coach and a therapist. She's had them for years. She won't go without them. And that's okay. That's how she feels best. For me, I'm like, I'm guided. I'll be with something for two years. I'll do something else for six months. I'll try this for however long. It depends. It depends. So like you have to know what is right for you. We're not identical beings, right? We have our unique ways. But you have to know what makes you show up best. What helps you get beyond yourself When have you felt your best? When have you felt most activated and inspired? When have you felt most safe? The thing that we have to understand about business, remember what I said early on in this podcast, that there's this tribal part of us that needs to belong, that doesn't want to be exiled. What I found is that when I'm working with a coach or when I'm with a community, an intentional community, like let's say a mastermind, or I'm part of some part of collective or in a empowered woman's group where I'm traveling and, you know, or I'm part of, let's say like I'm signing up for more trainings to take my, my teaching to a next level. In these times where I've circled up with my peers, with other humans doing big things, with holding visions, working on their goals, putting themselves out there, it has given me the reflection, the light, the power the reminders sometimes to just go out there and be like, I'm not in this alone. It's supposed to feel this uncomfortable. It feels this way. And I have big work to do. It's been like the little boost. And the interesting thing is there's conversations that I can remember with various different coaches at different conferences, in different programs, at different retreats where I've had pivotal moments, pivotal, like that changed me. That changed me forever. And I think we have to remember that when we're investing in ourselves. And yeah, it's scary to invest in yourself sometimes because you can make an investment and be like, that was whack. That wasn't it. That wasn't it for me. And I did that last year (laughs) where I was like, what just happened to me? Where did I just go? What did I choose? And honestly, I've never had that experience before. 
But what I've learned from it is it gave me a sense of like, wow, there's a lot of people that feel this. And, you know, I have compassion and understanding now. And nothing is a loss because everything we do, whether we love it or we hate it or we're neutral or we're like, meh, everything is a lesson, wisdom, perspective. If we integrate that, it makes us better. But we just cannot be afraid of that to just not do a thing. We don't do it alone. And especially as women, we are not meant to. So over the years, I will say for me, I'm really activated in intentional community. So not so much like asking someone else for an answer because I'm going to trust myself at the end of the day. I'm talking to God. Like God is guiding me. And even the coaching that I do with people, it's like, I need you to trust yourself. Like this is about you learning that still small voice and learning the language of your soul. And of course, we're open to feedback. We're open to these things. But like this is about authority from your soul. So we have to get to know like what is it that makes you feel safe? What is it that makes you feel held? What is it that gives you that launching pad? When do you feel most inspired, most like I'm growing and expanding like you're seeing yourself differently, like where do you feel like that and have the courage and the willingness to continuously put yourself into those situations again and again and again. The reality is, is that we have to borrow faith from people sometimes. We have to borrow faith. There's times where we borrow vision, like where someone can say one thing and you're like, oh my God, I was so in my way. Let me get the hell out of my way right now. Or, oh my gosh, I've been settling. Let me stop settling here. I know it because I've been a teacher of these things. And I've also been a recipient of these things. That's why I'm passionate about it. That's why I love it. But we have to understand this, how it works. And as women, we are community creatures. We're not meant to be in this lone wolf energy. When we gather, when we get together, there's an amplification of good that happens. And when we do it in a consistent fashion, there's things that happen. I look at my masterminds over the years and the thing I would point out about a mastermind is there's in mine, there's an in-person aspect. And what I've noticed is that when I get together with these women and we are gathering for weekend retreats or gathering for events, when there's this in-person connection, there's just so much love that can be cultivated and there's friendships that are formed lasting, like lasting, lasting, lasting. And In my own experience, I mean, I look at my friend, Annabelle, who I've been friends with for now 10 years, and she and I had a mutual friend, but we've never connected. And when we saw each other at a meditation retreat for New Year's, that's kind of like, oh, I see you. You come to New Year's to be in silence, like we're on the same path. And then from there, we connected, we exchanged numbers, and we realized we had so much in common. Now, same thing with my friend, Marie Claire. We instantly, like, it was just like this beautiful friendship. And we met in a mastermind type experience where we were traveling the world together. We had some commonalities and we're like, wow, we have a lot of things that we have in common. And of course, there was just this like spark of sisterhood and love and just um, respect. But If I had thought that I could just figure this thing out on myself and I'm going to save money, I'm not going to invest in myself, I would not have like two of my closest friends. And even my friend Susie, who I've developed a really deep relationship with in a short period of time, 
we were seeing each other at all sorts of events, like different events. And then it was like when she joined one of the programs I'm in, we really connected. There's something about the women that invest in themselves. And it doesn't mean you have to invest in everything. It doesn't mean you have to stay invested at every season of your life to be worthy, to be serious, to be valuable, to really quote unquote care about your business. Fuck no. What it's important to do though is to follow your heart, to get out of your way and don't do it alone. You know when something's right for you. So I hope that that really is clear and that distinction is there because the reality is when we do that, things change. And I really do believe in doing things for the long term because we have, you know, there's an aspect of us that needs time to warm up and to connect and to really open ourselves up to something. And that's why the the length of time is important. And I'm even moving back into my era, which I'm so excited because I've been in a very low commitment era, meaning like I'm focused on me. So I wasn't offering anything long-term for my clients, not really. And now I'm like, come back. We're doing commitment now. Like, because a vision is more clear because I'm in a season of like, I'm ready to walk with you and really dive deep with you. The cool thing is that you can build a business that allows for all of that. I have so much content. I have so many courses that I can just literally, I lived off of selling them, putting them on sale, offering special flash situations, inviting people in for bundles. Like I've been able to do that and cultivate income that lets me still thrive. And there's times in my life where I don't do that at all. But guess what? It goes back to doing it your way being authentic, doing what feels true for you. Okay. There's a lot that I said in that lesson. So that kind of brings me to right into the next one, which is adaptability. Oh my gosh, that leads in perfectly. So adaptability is huge. Maybe if you're listening, just write that down. Adaptability, the ability to adapt to a situation. So, you know, I I look at this for myself last year. Last year, I just felt myself going into a huge unraveling and we have to understand like there's one thing of like I want to have a business and there's this other energy of like I'm breaking karmic patterns and I'm breaking and healing generational trauma like for me I went into a period of just grieving there was nothing that even happened but like I just felt this like grief that I could I have to make a whole other podcast about it but like It was as if I opened up the floodgates and started to feel everything that my family was unwilling to feel. Nothing happened, but I had grief like I had lost someone. Like it was just a lot of grief. It was a lot of things. And I was also doing work to open up and to make space and to heal and to expand. So it made sense. But in that thing, I had to adapt because the way I was running my business previously was very high energy. It was very fast. It was very like, I have to do this five-day launch and then I have to do that and then I have to promote it and then I have to travel and then I have to be excited. And all of that was very natural when that was my state of being. But what if that's not your natural state of being? What if things change for you? Which, guess what? They will. (laughs) Especially if you're doing something for four years, five years, six years, eight years, 12 years. It's going to adapt. It's going to change. And the industry that you're in likely will. And especially if you are paying attention to what's happening with technology, we're going through major technological advances, which means that we all have to stay adaptable. We just went through a pandemic together. Like there's a lot of ways that people adapted. 
And I think of LA, for instance, you know, LA, and I think they did this in New York too, they started closing down parking spots out on the street and building entire like eating areas, like really decorating them and everything, making them like full on outdoor eating. I'm talking about parking spots. <laughs> like for anyone that can't envision that, there's like barricades around it and then they build a little like patio cover kind of thing and then they put maybe some lights there and then some some seating. But this is all over the city in LA now and even still uh, some of those places remain. But that is a perfect example of being adaptable. It's like, all right, well, we can't, people can't eat inside. Well, we need to still have business. So what are we going to do in this season? And there might be a season where they break that thing down and get rid of all those pieces and go back to the way it was or, you know, create something new. In my business, as I was going through that, I was like, all right, well, let me be honest about what I feel like is true for me right now. And what is life calling for me to do here? I'm going to adapt. So it's staying adaptable. And I remember when the pandemic happened and I remember when it was crazy. Like I really, to be honest, I didn't take it that seriously at first because, you know, I get calls from my dad or I hear people panicking about things and sometimes it's not anything to panic about. Like it's just, I don't want to get caught up in the whirlwind of of craziness. And for me, I was traveling the world at that time. I had gone to India and then flew straight to Bali to lead a retreat. And then I had a retreat in Temecula. I mean, I was like doing things, living my best life. And when I came back to LA, after I got back from uh, Bali, I had a moment of like realizing how crazy things were. I go into Trader Joe's and the shelves are completely empty. And I was like, okay, like people were really panicking. Like, let me see, let me tune in, let me pay more attention. And when I really sat with it, I was like, things are changing. And this was before we even went into like total lockdown, but I was like, things are changing. And I had a moment where I just decided I'm I'm willing to let go of whatever I need to let go of. What am I being called to do now? And I had a program that I was in the middle of a launch. I canceled the, the launch. I just tuned in and then slowly, I would say in the next couple months, what was born is I transitioned out of this harmonious hustle, which was my old podcast, my old business, and I shifted into this miracle-minded space. And I was talking all things about miracles and like really people needed that. Like I needed it, we needed it. It was just what was born from the collective energy at that time. And it just, my business evolved, things adapted. It wasn't like an instant, like, oh my God, I'm making all this money now. It was like, no, there's a flow of energy coming from this new space. There's a new perspective. And I have to be willing to see what does life want from me now. Being adaptable is understanding that you're in a co-creative place. That you're not just in your business on your own. And I know I said, don't do it alone. You're never doing it alone because spirit is truly your partner, right? Um, one of my teachers back in one of my spiritual practitioner like classes, Reverend Cheryl Ward, she told the story about Lord and Taylor. And I don't know if you know that department store, but she was like, Lord was not a person. Lord was the Lord. <laughs> and that was their partner in their business. And I love that story because the reality is that we're not alone in this, even when we think we are. 
And yes, we are here to gather up with humans and to do this work and collaborate, co-create, work through each other, let God work through us and work with each other. But then it's knowing that there is this other co-creative force and that life is trying to work through you at all times. When you're not adaptable, you're like, no life, I'm doing it my way. It needs to be this way. This is the way it's always been done. And one thing I've learned is noticing when life wants to work through me in a different way and just making space for it, really making space for it and adapting. That's going to look different for everyone. That doesn't mean you go do the things I do because I do really weird shit. (laughs) And I have judged it for a period of time. And now I'm just very accepting of like, you know what? This is my path. Do what feels true for you. Listen, but know that you are here to allow life to move through you. And now we move on to the eighth lesson. So this lesson is just a simple reminder that you have to love yourself along the way. You know, your business is not just a job. It's not just a career that I feel like if you're here listening to this podcast, if you resonate with me, it's because there's a part of you that understands that your business, your creation is an expression of divine light through you. That this is important. It's powerful. It's your potential. It's soul-led. That these things are really important And you have to pour into yourself. You have to pour into yourself because the reality is when we're working with other people and we are providing services and we are creating, like, it's different than a job. If I go to a job right now, there's people that are above me that would tell me what to do. I just follow their lead. It's one thing to be led and it's it's nice to be led, isn't it? But then when you have a business, you are leading. And that's a different kind of energy. It can be inspiring and activating and give you life, but you have to notice when it's not giving you life. You have to notice when it feels like it's depleting you. You have to notice and have enough care for yourself that you press pause and then you ask, what do I need right now? You have to love yourself. You have to love yourself a lot on this journey. Love is that ointment. It's that fuel. It's that foundation. Like It's everything. So look at your business now look at even if you're just getting started and ask like how can you love yourself more on this journey maybe it's getting more support maybe it's taking more breaks maybe it's talking to yourself nicer maybe it's stop doing things that don't feel good maybe it's making sure that you're continuously growing because that feels like it gives you an edge and it makes you feel confident and when we are tuning into this love i know for me It's also finding love for me, remembering how important, how valuable, how much love and care and kindness that I need and giving that to myself. But also it's understanding that I want to have that frequency creating my business. I want to have that level of care being the evidence, the demonstration to really be wealthy in the world. And I'm saying like, well, to be well, to be wealthy. Like these things are really important and we have to love ourselves enough to put ourselves out there. Like if we just stay in a place of thinking about a business for a year, like when are you really going to get it out there? You just have to have those kind of honest conversations with yourself. So it's loving yourself enough to be like, do the work, do what's required, do what's necessary. 
Love yourself enough to see how valuable your voice is. Love yourself enough to see how important you are. Get yourself in the arena. And then for some of us, it's like we do so much of that that maybe it's too much. That you're doing so much or you don't stop enough to pause to love yourself, to be kind, to be soft, to be gentle, to ask, what do I need from me today? So we have to get to know our own BS and that's part of love. Love is not enabling and cuddling. Love sometimes is firm, clear, honest, but kind and gentle. So know what you need and love yourself along the way. This is about the journey. There's no real destination. You might think there's a destination like, I want to make this much money, but then you make that much money and you're like, it's not even that big of a deal. Like it's great, but there's always more. So how can you enjoy the journey? Enjoy what you're doing? How can you do it in a way that feels authentic and true? So this has gone long. I thought this was going to be a 30 minute episode, but you know, I didn't want to hold back. I wanted to share what felt true. And I know that some of this insight can really support some of you. So I'd love to hear from you. If they did that, let me know. If you know someone that is on the journey, whether they're just getting started in their online business, in their coaching world, if they are writing books, if they are creating content, whatever it is, share this with them. Maybe there's some insights here that can support them. And finally, I want to say this is that my book is out. I know some of you said that you went to buy my book and it was out of stock. It was. (laughs) There was a whole situation with Amazon. It is fixed now. And I just want to say that getting the reviews on this book are so important. You know, that was one thing when I decided to revise and retitle my book and to expand on it. It just felt super like it just felt like I had to do it, to be honest. Um, So I had to do it, but I had to give up all the reviews that were really great on my other book. So even if you were someone that read the first version of this book and left the review, I would love to have your support if you can get a copy of the book, whether it's Kindle, paperback, leave your review on Amazon, send it to me. You're going to get a special invite to my upcoming ceremony happening in October. Well, we're in October now. It would mean the world to me. So I just appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm grateful in advance. You can go and do that. The link is down in the show notes. And if you never read the book, then I would say you're in for a wild ride. It's in, it's a book with a lot of ups and downs, but it is a book that will keep you reading, you know? So check that out. It's down below. And for those of you that have read it before, this is a, you know, I really love the pace of this book now that I've just added some more things and more context. And there's a resource page at the end where you can get something like a free gift that I've created just for readers. So I want to say thank you for being here. I want to thank you for listening. I am really excited, curious, eager to see, to experience, to find out what this eighth year, this eighth chapter in business and leadership and coaching and creating in this way creates. Like the thing is right now I have my own plans. I have my own inklings, but the reality is when we let life move through us, there's so much space for surprise, delight, and for it to be better than you imagined. So sending you a lot of love and I will see you here again soon. Bye.